Hello, welcome to Sideways. Have you ever given someone a bottle to celebrate or to say thank you? And when you did so, were you sure that it was an appropriate gift for that person? This week we're talking about why it's dangerous to give alcohol. In addition, Martin fails to share my enthusiasm for grapes. I talk about one of the most awkward experiences of my life. And we muse on the reasons why grandmothers need so much talcum powder. The gift of alcohol. Morning. Morning. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? Oh, yeah, all good, my end. How about you? Yeah, I'm fine. I was just um, I was just thinking about how much I really like grapes. Uh, okay. Okay, right. Right, yeah. Did you want to take that any stage further or just want to leave that there? Not really. I was just, um, I was eating some grapes and I thought, oh, aren't grapes really like, really, really nice? And uh, I was then, it led me on to thinking about other fruits that I really enjoy. Okay. But I don't know if there's a great deal of mileage in that in terms of interest for the listener. Well, it's not of interest to me, to be honest, but thanks for putting it, <laughs> passing it by me. <laughs> well, just to finish on the subject of grapes, as you've asked, um, one of the, one of the best things about grapes is they don't have a they, they don't have a pip, do they, or a pit? Not really, no. Or, or at least you can get seedless grapes now. So it's like the one thing that was potentially negative about your grape, yeah, now doesn't exist. It's almost made the grape perfect. Okay, yeah, I think you've illustrated how you can drag a conversation out of the, the completely mundane, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been doing that for we've been doing that for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is a perfect illustration. <laughs> Actually, just just before we start, uh, did you did you see that program on on the BBC um, called Joey Essex Grief and Me? No, I didn't. I did. Uh, I saw it trailed, but I had, didn't watch it. All right. Okay. Well, I'd, I'd if I was a therapist, I think I'd I'd get all my. Uh, or potential clients, or even existing clients, to have a look at it. But it does show the benefit. It follows follows him through three months of therapy, basically. And you know, he's he's, he's a bit of an airhead, isn't he? But you know, I've got a bit, bit more respect for him. I saw another side of him, and it's um, you know, his his, his mum committed suicide when he was ten. You know, and he's just reached the age of thirty, and he's finally getting some help for uh, help for it. And I, it, it just came across as really good. I mean, you know, he's a troubled guy. It looked like he's got everything. But I think mm. the program was, you know, it was it was a real advocacy for therapy. Well, it I yeah, it, yeah, I think it's it's good. It's good. It, don't get put off by the fact it's about Joey Essex. <laughs> well, no, I don't think I would be put off by that. I mean, as you said, there, I can I can't remember what he was on. He was on something some years ago uh, when I held that same opinion that he's just a complete airhead, and then I that's when I learned that actually he had a very he'd had a very difficult life. And um, yeah, I, I certainly saw him in a new light then. But that's, that does sound sound good. Uh, I'll, I'll have a look at it. I'm not sure it's as interesting as my observation about grapes, but um, yeah, I'll, I will have a look. It's a close run thing, mate. Yeah, but I, d- I don't see iPlayer. I don't. If you looked up Graham and Graham's grapes on iPlayer, not much would be coming up. <laughs> I, I wouldn't suggest you anybody puts into Google Graham's grapes because I don't want to be responsible for the sort of thing that might come up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Well, what, what, what I'm going to do now? I'm going to move away from that. 
Okay. Should we, should, I'll tell you what I want to talk about. There's a little bit of an irony in my working title because I've called it The Gift of Alcohol. Um, okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about really about the problems that can be associated with, you know, something we've probably all done uh, and then probably all received, which is, you know, the, the gifting of a bottle of alcohol to someone. Yeah. It's, sort of a, it's a universal gift, isn't it? It's, it's 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 almost an expected gift if you go around to someone's house for dinner, for example. Um, obviously, I, I never do that now, um, but it's something that I always thought was was necessary. Yeah, it's yes, it's, it's true, and it's also uh, it's also pr- probably for a lot of people the thing that you think of getting if you can't think of anything else. Oh well, everybody likes a bottle of something. That's the... well, well uh, th- 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 therein lies the problem. <laughs> I wanted to to discuss. Um, But when I I did a bit of research for this, there's there's a lot of it, you know, if you put in, you know, gifts and alcohol, the the industry is is awash with with ways of of, differing ways of of enabling you to to use alcohol as a gift. Um, But it it came up in a a conversation I was having with uh, my youngest, Lizzie, who, as you know, is a teacher. At the end of the last, at the end of the last term, the, the half term that's just come up, where some of the pupils were leaving, she wouldn't see them again. Um, they, she got quite a number of gifts, and they were, they were sort of ranging from bits of artwork they'd done and uh, boxes of chocolates, uh, but she also got some some bottles of alcohol. Right, uh, um, and obviously she's very grateful for the kind thoughts, um, but it got me sort of thinking about how, you know, how the recipient could be affected by this. I mean, Lizzie doesn't have any issues with alcohol, but she she just doesn't drink, and she would normally gift them on, or they'd sit in a cupboard along with with the others that she'd begin over the years. Um, so that's that's not really a problem. Um, but I think you know, it's, we we can't always expect our gifts to land perfectly, can we? I mean, it reminds me of a previous episode. It's actually come up in in you know we've we've done some Christmas episodes, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right. We, we did one in season one, episode four. And in season three, episode four, exactly a year later, oh. uh, Christmas episode. And, and in one of those, I remember us discussing the, about the anxiety that I used to used to get, or still do get, around giving gifts to people in case they're not liked. Mm. Um, so it's 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 a strange subject to to look at when, with with alcohol because most people do it, and most people are not affected by it, but but some are, which is why I wanted just to have a. A chat to you about it. Yes, yeah, uh, when you when you buy <coughs> buy someone a gift of alcohol, a bottle of wine, or a bottle of spirits, or something, I suspect it probably doesn't cross the majority of people's minds that the person they're buying that for might have a problem with alcohol. You know, no, no, quite. It's, so, it's kind of so ubiquitous, isn't it, in our society that everybody yeah. drinks, everybody likes a drink. It's like it's like everywhere where there is always that association with celebration and drink. <clears throat> yes and that, that's that there's a sort of a the link is is very strong isn't it yeah i mean it's it's it, almost it's, it's almost impossible to find anything um that is so wide ranging that is also associated with celebration you know there's there's the, the one thing that you can say always will crop up when people talk about celebrating is drink it is it is i mean it, it came up in uh, in one of our discussions at our meeting yesterday um, where you know one of the girls who's newly into recovery can't consider a life without it. She can't think beyond um, you know the, the the drink being associated with everything she's ever done in the past. Celebrations being a, a massive part of that, especially now the weather's turned nice again. You know, there's people having barbecues. 
and and it's associated with it. And and, and that, that's she's having a real struggle with that at the moment, which we all do. You know, I remember exactly that position in early recovery. Well, I was going to say that that certainly the <laughs> the the people I've met that are in recovery or considering going into recovery that seems to be something pretty universal. That uh, the feeling that the thought of forever without alcohol feels like a very very long time indeed. Yeah, it is. It, 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 that thought is it, it's it's very prominent. Um, and it's, it's it's a strange one. It takes a little while to get over, but the joys when you do get out the other side of that is a, a, a significant. But I remember, you, I know we've mentioned my thoughts. Go on. No, it's all right. You you carry on. I know how you get if I talk over you. Get right on. No, no, no. Because no, I think you're going to talk a, a, a quite a relevant question there, and I was going to move on slightly to something else. So you you you, you slide in there. You can tell this is well rehearsed, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say now. Uh, <laughs> What were we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on anyway in that case because this is going nowhere. Uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be back to talking about grapes in a minute. <laughs> the last uh, thing I want. I'll tell you what I did think about, which is taking off on an even worse tangent. When you were talking about um, Lizzie getting gifts from her students and some of them yep. gifting her artwork, I was I, it yep. sort of flashed across my mind. I wonder how you'd feel if I gifted you a piece of my artwork. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it in good grace. I'm sure it'd be ideal. <laughs> I might do I mean, that. I might do that for your birthday because that would be one gift you don't feel awkward to receive. <laughs> oh, I could put it on the wall. It'd bring me great mirth every day. I'm sure. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, no. Um, but any, yeah, yeah. Well, on the subject of gifts, it's still on the subject of gifts. But I remember we've talked about my uh, my grandmother used to live with me, Gangan. Yep. <laughs> I mean, she become a bit of a, she become a bit of a lush in her later years, but she, growing up, I never saw her with any drink. But she had, it's quite difficult to buy for a grandma, isn't it? Because I remember when she when she passed away, and we're going through her stuff, she had like a whole chest of drawers filled with talcum powder. You know what I mean? It was <laughs> yeah. Grandma's love attack about all oh, those packets of those fragrance drawer liners. I mean, no one else, no one else has that apart from your grandmother, do they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or um, what were they called? Bath cubes. What were they called? Bath, yeah, yeah. yeah look, what, like bath bombs. You'd love those, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, you know how I feel about a bath bomb. But in those days, I don't think they. they it wasn't quite so theatrical. I'm not sure they fizzed quite as much in uh, in the 1970s. <laughs> No, they just sat in the bottom of the bath and just gently eroded, didn't they? They were all gritty under your body, weren't they? <laughs> they were, yeah. <laughs> Not quite as relaxing as they're potentially supposed to be. <laughs> or, or corn plasters. We found she loved a corn plaster. Really? She had loads of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she had, well, she had terrible feet, corns and bunions and all that. So, yes, yeah, she has uh, drawers filled with them. But she always received every gift she always received. It's always, oh, that's so lo- lovely. That's, be- that's beautiful. Best gift I've ever received. Lully lush, she always used to say. It was a phrase she used to use all the time. Um, but, uh, and again, that, that gift, we knew we knew where that was landing with that particular gift. We knew that she would appreciate it, even if she had to go, you know, talcum powder coming out of her ears, a bit of extra talcum powder would never go amiss. <laughs> she'd never have a, if, if she'd had a double life, she wouldn't have had enough time to use all that talcum powder. No, no, I think we buried it with most of it. <laughs> <laughs> You know those anyway. you know those scenes they have at the side of people's graves when they're committing their body to the earth and 
and the yeah. mourners throw in a handful of dust. Were you throwing in <laughs> yeah. you know, a handful of talcum powder, a bit of yardly? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, or Avon, mostly, mostly Avon, the cheapest stuff you could get. You loved it. <laughs> but anyway, what, uh, going, back, going back to the alcohol. I mean, you know, what, what if it does fall into the wrong hands? I mean, it, it's, it's strange because, you know, I consider it a, a drug. And, and you, wouldn't, you wouldn't give other drugs to people, would you, on their birthday? You wouldn't wrap up, yeah, it's a nice little bit of cocaine for your happy birthday. Here you go. Oh, I expect it happens. Come on. It happen, does happen it? from time to time. Or, you know, if someone's, someone's leaving, the, leaving work, <laughs> there's a little card <laughs> side by so some nice little, there's, there's some high grade heroin for you. <laughs> Off you go. Bon voyage. <laughs> it doesn't happen, does it? But we're quite happy to give alcohol, which is the most destructive of drugs. <laughs> I, can't, I, I don't get, don't get me on my soapbox. I, I can I can feel the heat rising. <laughs> I think even, I think even Ganga would have would have trouble lally lashing some some high grade heroin, wouldn't she? <laughs> I would have thought so. Yeah, although she'd probably have she'd probably have found a way to be accepting of it. I would imagine she might she probably wouldn't have used it. It would have been tucked in a a drawer with the uh, with the rest of the paraphernalia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Imagine the sniffer dogs coming around <laughs> after that. But anyway, anyway, I, we're, we're, we're straying here. Um, because after that chat I had with Lizzie, um, another scenario came up at, at one of their Zoom meetings. Um, and I, 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 I was one of the guys on there, I'll name Jeff, check him, Dickie. He got yeah. married. He got married last weekend. So it's a... Congratulations, Dickie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of the joys, I think, of uh, and the gifts of recovery rather than the gifts of alcohol. The gift of recovery, nice things start to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been great. He's about a... He's about a year sober now, and you know his life is is, is getting into a into into an order, which is which is really lovely to witness. But he told me this um, uh, the story about the photographer at the wedding took him to one side, him and the blushing bride. I think that's the phrase we tend to use, and they took him down to the. It, there was a lake nearby, and so it's quite nice romantic pictures of the two of them by the lake. Yeah, so the photographer took, took them down there. And wanted them, it was going to give them both a glass of champagne. Oh. Um, you can imagine how how that could have ended. I mean, luckily, I think someone noticed and, and got it switched so you'd have sparkling water. But I think that's, that's, that's that dividing line, isn't it? Again, it's assumed that people are going to drink, assume that they're okay with it, and assume it, and it's linked again with the celebration. And yeah. that, 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 that still does annoy me because he also went on to say he's, he's had gifts. Um, of of uh, like a gift set of, of different flavors of marmalade, but they've all got alcohol in them. You know, so you have you know marmalade with vodka in. And then going back to, to what we're talking about, you know, the, the industry seemed to constantly reinvent itself to find different ways of introducing alcohol into our into our society and to complete keep it normalised. In fact, one of the guys at um, a group yesterday, he was saying that he's he'd come across some uh, alcoholic sparkling water. Alcohol yeah, in sparkling which, water. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, it sounded to me like they, they put some flavour in with it as well. So right, it's probably okay. similar like to gin, an gin, gin flavour sparkling water. So it's like gin and tonic flavour or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 just another way of sneaking it in, isn't it? Well, you can get certainly can get um, alcoholic ice cream these days, can't you? I mean, it's not good, is it? It's not good where it, where it becomes it, it, it's uh, <laughs> again it's just become a norm, isn't it? Do you reckon you can get um, alcohol-infused grapes? <laughs> well, didn't the didn't the, old, the, uh, the football fans up in Scotland, when there was a ban on taking alcohol into the grounds, they used to inject their oranges with vodka, didn't they? They just <laughs> they could suck the vodka back out of the orange during the game. 
Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine that happening. Like, like the kids that the these days um, put take alcohol into pubs, don't they? In hand sanitizer bottles, so they don't have to pay the inflated prices at the bar. Do they? Yeah. Do they? I mean, it's, it's all changed, isn't it? I mean, but then again, you know, I used to, I, as a kid, I used to sneak alcohol into pubs. Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> just so you could sit out the back and, uh, and 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 drink to your heart's content, and it would cost you little, but still have the experience of being in a pub. Yeah, you really need, need to know your audience, don't you? If you're going to be gifting booze, and I think you know, there's, <clears throat> there's a number of reasons why you should, why you should, you know, consider the recipient in, in that case. And, and, and the, the first one, obviously, is they, they may be in recovery. I mean, yeah. that, that's that, that's the big one, really. I mean, the, the amount of times I've been offered you know, at the end of a job we've been doing, that's always is some, uh, you know, there's a bottle of wine for you to take away, or you know, some beers or whatever. Or you get offered drink whilst you're on the job. Sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, say so, you know, especially if they that like a drink themselves, they want you to you know, at lunch break. They come and sit with you and say, "Yeah, do you want a, do you want a beer or whatever?" And I'm at that point because I, obviously I don't go into the into the job. And the first thing I say to him, "I'm an alcoholic, by the way. Be careful around me." You know? <laughs> <laughs> not much of an opening gambit, really, is it? But um, <clears throat> and so sometimes I just say, "No, I'm not thirsty," or sometimes I will tell them why. Um, I'll tell them like tell them why less now. I've I've got a bit bored with with going over the old ground, but it's become less of a um, a, a major part of my life, I suppose. Do you think you do you think you have a, a greater tendency to tell people um, according to the kind of connection you feel you've made with them? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely right. Because some people are quite interested. Once I tell them, they're very interested in listening. Yeah. Um, but again, I, I, I wait until I got to know them. Um, before I'd, I'd say anything in case it came up again and then I'd, I'd, I'd advise them. You're quite happy to take cake from people, though, aren't you? Oh, yeah, all day long. Cake. Well, <laughs> you see, see I mean, I'm, I'm, Les, who I work with, he's quite happy if we get if we get given drink at the end of the job because I'll just pass it straight over to him. <laughs> <laughs> so he, gets, he gets double and I'll get nothing. <laughs> but that's, if, that's he ends up, if he is, ends up having a problem with alcohol, you'll have been complicit in that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think I'm particularly enabling. He, he rarely drinks himself, but um, he'll have the odd tipple from Nanny. He can drink properly, like I've never been able to do. <laughs> well, if you give him too many of those bottles at the end of jobs, he'll end up with a draw like Gang Gang's. Except his will be, be full of blue nun. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never been given any blue nun. It's often a, uh, a, a, a yeah, it's, it's, it's about dodgy old wine. Again, probably they've they've gifted it on because perhaps they don't want it. So it's, it's it's not the stuff they drink themselves. Yeah, yeah. But but one that came up quite um, that, that I found quite interesting. I know I've talked about it in the past on these episodes where I went to an Al Anon meeting, which is which is particularly designed for those people that are that have have um, people in their family or their spouses or whatever are, have got a, a drink problem. And one of the girls there, I remember saying that um, exactly that she'd been. She'd been given a bottle of wine on a couple of occasions and it really triggered her from the fact that her mum was an alcoholic and it used to remind her of the times they used to go into the house or find her sort of slumped up, slumped in, on the sofa and they'd go and pour all the <laughs> bottles of wine down the, down the sink and try and get rid of it out of the house. And, the, and just get, getting a gift of a bottle of wine took her straight back to that. Mm. So well, that's, well, that's a fairly, it's, it's, it's quite an unusual situation. Again, we have to be aware of that. You know, it can be a trigger for people, not just for you know the fact that they have an alcohol problem, but they know someone that sort of reminds them of that as well. So again, knowing your audience is 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 wise in that respect, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you're better off buying someone a bath bomb, really, aren't you? 
Or grapes. Or some grapes. You take, gra- <laughs> <laughs> you take grapes to people in hospital, don't you? That's a standard gift. <laughs> do people still do that, do you think? Oh, well, well yeah, it's expected, isn't it? I'd be very happy with some grapes if I was in hospital. Well, quite, yeah, you've got to, yes, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to be in the hospital in the first place, yeah, but grapes no. ease, ease the situation. <laughs> uh, but uh, also, one that came up, which again, probably, um, it's probably more down to the recipient to deal with it, but, um, you know, if people that are, that are on certain medications that can, that can have a, a conflict with alcohol. Yeah. So, you know, especially if they're on anti abuse or something like that, which makes them very ill if they touch alcohol. Yeah. Um, that would be very dangerous. So it is, it is a trick one. It's a, bit, a little bit of a minefield. I mean, for me, I never give a gift of alcohol. Um, that, that would be, I'd feel, <clears throat> I wouldn't like buying it in the first place. No. I certainly wouldn't like having it in my house before I did gift it on. Yeah. Uh, and then gifting it on, I feel like I'm trading in the drug, which has, which has taken me to such a, a low point in my life. Yeah. Doesn't, yeah. doesn't sit well with me on any, any measures, any, no. any, any level. No. And, and in fact, um, gifting alcohol can even cause uh, problems for people who don't have a problem with alcohol. Because uh, one of my most embarrassing experiences in my entire life involved the gifting of alcohol. I'll briefly tell you what happened. It, just you. telling, Thank just you. telling you this <laughs> makes makes me makes my stomach lurch. It's horrendous. I'm I'm, I'm excited already. <clears throat> At the clinic where I work, um, I'd been doing some work with one of the chiropractors. He he'd been coming to see me, and um, it was near Christmas. And after we'd done a session, I saw him later on. And he was kind of walking towards me. We were both sort of going different places in the clinic and he was walking towards me and he he was holding this bottle of wine and he kind of held it out to me and he said something that I didn't kind of quite catch. And I obviously naturally assumed that he was giving me a bottle of wine and I took it from him and I said, oh, thanks. That's really kind of you. And we went our kind of separate ways. And then only later on did he tell me that actually that, and this was some days afterwards, it wasn't later in the same day, some days afterwards, after I'd taken it home, probably drank it. He said, you know that bottle of wine, I was just telling you that one of my patients had given it to me and wasn't that a nice gift? And I took it from him and drank it. And whenever I think about that, I think, oh my God, that is just so, it's one of the most embarrassing situations I think I've ever been involved in. Well, I, I suppose he, he could have said, oh, "Hang on, you've, you've, uh, you've, you're reading reading between the lines wrongly here." He could have you, done. He could have done. But when I, because I thought that at first, and then when I reflected on it, I thought sometimes when things happen like that, it's like it feels too awkward to put someone yeah. straight, doesn't it? Yeah. He was probably think I was so sh- kind of sure and pleased <laughs> that he'd given me this bottle of wine. He thought, "Oh, I can't say anything now. It'll be really awkward." And I, I suppose, actually, in some ways, I'm just grateful that he did tell me afterwards, because otherwise I'd have been laboring yeah. under that misapprehension for the... <laughs> I don't want a reputation of someone who goes around stealing other people's drink. Well, no, I think really you should have taken account. It was, it was probably in one of those nice little wine bags with a label and it says, happy birthday, mum. That should have given you some indication. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was just a bottle. So, you know, I can't, I can't hold myself uh, responsible to that level, but... Really, as I say, whenever I think about that, really makes me go cold. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I can, I can, I can always feel your pain, mate. Makes so me I laugh. actually, I actually blame the patient who gave him the wine in the first place because that particular person caused me a great deal of angst. Yeah, so you can blame someone exactly. Yeah, because it wasn't my fault, was it? <laughs> no, of course it wasn't. No, of course it wasn't. But it's, it also came up um, um, where 
you know, people that have given gifts to people of a certain religion that don't drink. And apparently it can, it can be seen as, as re- completely offensive. Really? You know, yeah. You know, some, you know, like Sikhism, for example, I'm, they're very nice people. I don't tend to get offended by anything, but, um, you know, it, it can be Mormons, uh, you know, some, some schools of Hinduism and Buddhism, they don't, they don't drink and it can be seen as, um, offensive. So again, you've got to be careful. Is this something we need to bear in mind? That's what I wanted to say. Hmm. Well, you've said it. I have said it, and that's pretty much all I wanted to say on that, and I've pretty much come to the end of my notes. But I just wanted to, um, do you know we used to do a What I've Learned This Week feature? Yep. And we gave that up, didn't we? We replaced that with gratitudes. Yep. But I have got something I've learned this week. (laughs) Oh, God. Go on. (laughs) Well, I was was just talking to someone, um, because I'd recently, it was down at uh, where we're working at the moment, there's a lot of apartments. I was talking to a guy who was a, is a, is a serving police officer, who's an inspector up in the Met. And I was talking to him about, about how good these COVID dogs are. You know, they're brilliant. You know, it's a great idea. They train them so they can smell COVID on people. And they can, it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a breakthrough. And he was saying, you know, because he said, yeah, I was, just, I was going to go off and work in the dog. You know, I didn't, didn't go for the job in the end. But he said, did you know that nowadays they have the dogs to do all sorts of different things? But he said, we have a, we have a dog we, and it's, it's a sperm dog. <laughs> they, right. can, they, can, they can sniff out sperm. Oh my god! I know, I know, and I thought, uh, and I, I didn't, I didn't know whether to laugh or he was starting to laugh. He said, "Yeah, no, it's true." He said, "They do it, and they're, they're very successful at that." I mean, imagine, and I was thinking, "Poor dog!" You know, imagine, imagine I'm being thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the training. <laughs> I know. Well, yeah, it's, it's an unpleasant. Well, you can imagine. Imagine the poor dog is. I mean. I don't know. It's, you can imagine the dogs, they're all standing around at the end of training. They've all been trained up and they're having a, they're having a little chat, aren't they? And they're, well, what did you get, Rover? And he says, Well, I'm a COVID dog. You know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be good use of society. What about you, Shep? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got cocaine and other drugs and that sort of thing. Yeah. And what about you, Jizzy? I mean, it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, oh, not, dear. it's not fair on the dog, is it? No, that's, uh, that's, oh dear. I wonder what kind of, are there any particular dogs that specialise in that, do you think? <laughs> like cockapoos or something? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to, I didn't ask him that one, but, I, but I'll, I'll fill you in on that next time. Um, thanks very much. Thanks very much, yeah. I'll give you an editing dichotomy there then, so you can work that one out. <laughs> Oh dear, yeah. Well, that's something you've learnt this week that I'm not particularly sure I wanted to know. But there we are. No, were you going to say on, something? No, I was just going to go on to uh, to the gratitude list, really. Uh, yeah. Well, this week um, on my gratitude list, I've got uh, the radio. Okay. I mean, yeah, I can I can get alongside that. But what's your particular point on that? Well. I just think it's amazing the amount of content you can get, the, the stuff that you can learn, the stuff you can listen to, the enjoyment that you get. I mean, in terms of value, uh, I, don't, I think you'd be hard-pushed to find something that is uh, a greater value in terms of entertainment and knowledge than the radio. I, I, I can only agree with you. I've got a little, um, little portable radio with earphones that I use at work, and, and so I can listen to – I'll pop my earphones in, listen to TalkSport or listen to Radio 4 – or listen to, to music, Radio 2, or uh, Smooth, or whatever. There's so much, there's so much to listen you're to. Gonna go, you're going to go through all the radio stations, because we're going to be here a while <laughs> if you are. Yeah, I think you can get over 300 on this particular one, so it would, it would be quite a lengthy episode, wouldn't it? Do you, do you ever listen to Jazz FM? 
I don't, mate. No, no. A classical FM sometimes. Do you? I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But uh, not, not jazz. No, I can listen to about five minutes of jazz and it gets completely boring, doesn't it? So, well, <laughs> the same as, as um, the same as classical music, really. You can you can take it for so long and then it just sort of blends into the background. You're not really concentrating on it, on it anymore. I'm philistine. Perhaps I am, mate. Perhaps I am. Perhaps I need to. Perhaps I need some lessons in, in how to properly listen to classical music. But it's not yeah, if, my probably, d- yeah. if my dad was still alive, he'd be able to give you some <clears> lessons on that. Yeah, he probably would, wouldn't he? I know yeah. he, he loved a bit of that. He'd but take you. He'd take you full. He'd take you through the full canon, wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine your dad sitting me down and put, put, put you on a platter and say, "Yeah, this, this is a bit of this." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But, but yes, thank you for the offer. Not that he can offer to do that anymore. But not really. On my on my gratitude list this week is um, going back to a restaurant for the first time in uh, you know, over a year. Wow, nice. Which one? Mm-hmm. I went to. This alliterates nicely, actually. But I went to the uh, the butcher's block at Burham. Nice. I've never Have you heard been there? of it. No. All oh, right. Okay. No. It's 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 not. It's, it's, it's it used to be an old pub. I don't know what it was called beforehand, but it's it's like a gastro pub now. But um, it was my cousin's birthday. Um, we we did sit outside. There's more than six of us on the table, so we were sat outside under a canopy. And this was on Friday night, which was absolutely tipping down. Nice. Um, but there's something really nice about being under the canopy there, listening to the rain. Had the heaters on to keep it, you know, and it was it was cosy. It was really lovely. But it's just nice to go back to that sort of environment. Yeah. Um, where I hadn't been for so long. And yeah, that really, nice. really lovely. What did you have to eat? So I, well, I had scallops, and then I had um, then I had sea bass. Nice. So I tend to, whenever I go to a restaurant, because I've never cooked fish at home or seafood, then I always have it when I'm out. I can never cook it as nicely as, as people do in restaurants, proper chefs do in restaurants. Yeah, if you did have, um, if you did cook uh, fish at home, you'd sprinkle it with mixed herbs, chili flakes and olive oil, you, wouldn't you? Exactly, yeah. That's, <laughs> it would taste the same then as my, as my chicken thighs. <laughs> Next time you come round, I'll, uh, I'll cook some fish then. Wicked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was really nice. I was, I was grateful for that. Oh, nice. Very good. So, um, going on to gifts then on on my Spotify search. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could have had Roland Gift. Remember him? I do remember Roland Gift. There. Yeah, yeah. I do. I, 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 I can only think of one song that I. Well, off the top of my head, I can only think of one song with the word "gift" in it, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before on the podcast. Okay. All right, which one's that? And I, and I might be getting the title of the song wrong again, like I did last time. <laughs> I'm pretty okay. sure. Didn't then Jericho have a song called The Gift? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It didn't, it didn't come up in my search anyway. I'm probably getting that wrong for the second time. I mean, yeah, I don't know which episode it would be, and you'd probably bloody know. I'll probably do. No, I don't, I don't tend to jot down what your choices are. I find that irrelevant. But, um, so... <laughs> the, the, but, <laughs> So I couldn't really cross-reference that. But I don't remember you saying that before. Uh, no, it wasn't called The Gift. It was called The Bloody Motive. I'm, sure, was I'm sure I've got that wrong twice now. That's quite... Anyway, there we are. Well, perhaps you should perhaps you should do your own um, uh, search before, before each episode if I tell you what the uh, title is. Yeah, or I could just write a song called The Gift and then I'd be able to um, reference uh, my own work, wouldn't I? Yeah, you could do that. A bit self-indulgent, but I'm sure it would be vaguely listenable. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> But there was a there was a uh, there's a British band called Massive Ego, and they do a, they do a, a track called "The Girl Who Finds Gifts from Crows," which I rather liked the title of. Um, 
they're a dark wave band they consider themselves, which is sort of like electronic goth, if you like. And it's dark, a, dark wave? Dark wave, yeah. Oh, I've, never I've, never, I've never even heard of that genre. No, I, I haven't heard of it. But it's, it's an interesting sound. Um, their lead singer's called Mark Massive. <laughs> it's, it's the best <laughs> is he? Is he? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, when I, when I was looking at it, he used to do some work with Boy George. In, um, do, do you remember Boy George? He had a band called Jesus Loves You, one of his... Little, little experimental and he, he worked with him on that but anyways this massive ego is the uh, is the track that I'm going to put on to our Spotify list this week it was it narrowly pipped another choice of mine which was um, it was called Set Set Your Heart on the Higher Gifts by the University of Notre Dame Folk Choir but I did <laughs> I did it wasn't quite as listenable <laughs> oh you definitely should have put that on the playlist because <laughs> You know, just in just in the spirit of um, variety, I think I could I could put them both on. But uh, it's a, it's it's like a hymn, really. Well, there's nothing wrong with hymns, is there? Again, I'd like it. Again, I'd love it. Yeah, she yeah. should have just bought into that. <laughs> I could have given her a gift of a CD from the, uh, the University of Notre Dame Folk Choir. She'd have lally lushed that straight away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent. So, so that's about it, really, mate. I thought like, there's a few points that have come up in groups. I thought it'd be wise to just explore them a little bit. So thank you for your input. And I like your story about nicking alcohol off of one of your clients, unintendedly. Did you like, did you like it more than my um, anecdote about grapes? <laughs> grapes are very boring. I don't want to hear you talk about grapes anymore. <laughs> Actually, of course, a classic um, sauce with uh, fish is often white wine and grapes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Did you have that on I'd, your sea I'd, bass? I'd miss out the white wine. But certainly, and I'd miss, yeah, probably miss out the grapes as well. <laughs> I can't remember what it was in, but it was, it was very nice. It was very nice. All Good right. work. See you later. All right, mate. See you later. Later. Bye. Bye. Sideways was created by Graham Landy and Martin Pankhurst. If you want to read more about our work or sort through the extensive archive of past episodes, just visit grahamlandywellbeing.co.uk forward slash sideways podcast. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram at Sideways Podcast. And you can email us if you have a question or if there's something you'd like us to cover. But most of all, we want to tell you how grateful we are that you come and listen. And we ask that if you've enjoyed what you've heard, that you spread the word. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>